Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday as we uh, get ready to close out the first week of August and kiddos getting ready to go back to school. And uh, yesterday, not a bad day on Wall Street. Actually, it was a doggone good day on Wall Street. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Before we do, though, let's remember that there's a lot of things in this world that you and I cannot control. But when it comes to your savings and your retirement, there are a few things you can control. And one of them is how much risk you have in your portfolio. But if you don't know how much risk is in there, you don't know how to control it. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Walk through our core retirement design where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of, making sure that you have the right amount of risk lines up with your risk tolerance. So hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Light FM. Morning, all. Glad you're here today. It's morning, Dave. We're at 840 now. It's 20 before 9. And we're going to check in on your money and see what Wall Street's doing to you and for you this morning. And yesterday, it did stuff for you. We had a pretty doggone good day. Let's check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services and get his take on stuff. Philip, boy, things really went crazy yesterday. The uh, NASDAQ was up 2.5-plus percent, up 319 points. Dow was up 416, and the S&P was up by 64 Sounds to me like they were happy with those midday reports that they got about 10 a.m., weren't they? You know, they really were, Dave. And, and let's, let's remind folks that that's, uh, I think, um, three days in a row, I think that we ended up up. I can't remember if we ended up on Tuesday or not, but, but it was, uh, it's been a, a pretty good week so far. Yeah, we're ending up improving things anyway. Memory serves that we were kind of flat on Monday, and Tuesday was, uh, was eh, uh, but yesterday makes up any deficit that we had, and it's kind of starting to make August look like an acceptable month since it's normally not a very good month on Wall Street, is it? Well, it's, it's usually not because, you know, it was the whole, you know, sell a man, go away, and then people don't come <laughs> back until after Labor Day. But, uh, yeah, definitely looking good. And it would be nice, Dave, if we could string another month of increases. I mean, July was an increasing month across all the indexes. And so it'd be nice if we can put another month together. But let's face it, we are early in this month. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of slips between the cup and the lip. The only bit of optimism that we can guarantee is that the Federal Reserve isn't going to mess with our brains this month because they take August off. Well, that, that's right. But, but September, we'll get plenty of them. Oh, will we ever? I think volatility will be back in spades in September. Uh, we've got a couple, three things going on that are kind of interesting. And uh, looking at the employment market, uh, this is turning into one of the weirder recessions I've ever seen. Challenger job cuts came out uh, first thing this morning at 7.30 in the morning. The number of job cuts, and this is something we've been worried about, the uh, economy leveling off on the employment front, uh, they're actually down considerably, down twenty-five, you know, down to 25.8 thousand uh, planned job cuts out of the reporters into the Challenger report. Last month it was up 58.8% uh, over the prior year. This time, this month, it's only up 36.3% over private year. I mean, granted, it's an increase over prior year, but the trend is uh, going in the opposite direction of what I think economists would expect, aren't they? Well, I think maybe so, but we're still seeing more and more companies 
that are just now starting to make announcements. I mean, Walmart made an announcement yesterday that they're going to lay off folks. They didn't say how many, but at the corporate level, that they're going to be laying off some folks. And so I think that we'll continue to see that um, as, as this recession continues, as inflation uh, starts to really impact uh, the population, that they don't have as much discretionary income to spend on the things like clothes and electronics because they got to buy food and fuel. And so that's going to continue to put pressure on these companies. Understood. The rest of the government data dumped this morning pretty much was on target with what's expected. Continuing unemployment claims just a tinch more. Uh, First-time unemployment claims, the usual Thursday morning report, exactly on what they expected. They expected 260,000 first-time unemployment claims. We got 260,000 last week, so that's pretty much on target. And again, you know, the 250,000, 260,000-a-week number, that kind of indicates the normal sifting and winnowing in the employment market. So nothing really exciting there, but probably there are a few dentures being ground this morning over federal bond interest rates because we're starting to pretty much define an inversion here. I looked at the two-year and the 30-year interest rates. You can get more money out of two-year federal bond than you can in a 30 this morning, and that's way off what it's supposed to be. And get this, you can get even a tenth more on a 12-month government bond. Um, of course, according to my ticker right now, uh, we've got the two year at 3.05, the 12 month, the one year at 3.06, and then you got the 30 year at 2.93. Um, and in between the five and the 10 are, are even less. I mean, the 10 years at 2.67 compared to the two year at 3.05. So, a, a big disparity there. I mean, it doesn't sound like a big number, but when it comes to interest rates, those are some big spreads. Uh, yeah, it, it helps to remember when you talk about, you know, a few hundredths of a percent on interest rates, when you talk about treasury bills, you're talking about gobs of money being invested in them, and it makes a big difference. And generally, folks tend to look at the notion of when in, an inversion like that happens, that's an indication of economic expectations from guys with the research teams to uh, give them a more accurate answer than a couple of talking heads on the radio in Sebring, Florida. And when the uh, 30-year rate is that much lower, it means those bonds are getting bought disproportionate to the quantity available, and uh, the interest rate is going down on them compared to the two years that people are selling like chiclets and raising the apparent rate. That's not a good sign, and it kind of adds some wisdom to that old saw, but uh, inversions on the bond rates tends to precurse a recession. Well, it does, and we'll have to continue to watch this because that spread, is if it continues to get bigger than that, I mean, that would be uh, definitely some some information the Fed's going to take into consideration. It does tend to confirm the uh, giggles that we've done a little bit over the administration trying to redefine the term. But, uh, yeah, we are in a recession. And I've got one report in one of my tip sheets this morning saying that uh, at the S&P global market intelligence people are expecting a third consecutive quarter of uh, declining gross domestic product. That's probably too early to tell because we've just gotten our first glimpse of last quarter's GDP, but it's not exactly a sign that we're glad to see as far as the overall economy. No, no, it's really not. You know, we would like to see this recession start to, we'd like to see those numbers start to improve, not necessarily get out of the recession all the way together, but but at least see some improvement. I know the first number did show a, a little bit of improvement for the second quarter, but um, you know, we'd like it to be uh, flat to, to slightly positive, actually. 
Yeah, it does need to be said that the second quarter gross domestic product, if that number sticks, down to only 0.9% decrease in the GDP, uh, that's nowhere near as bad as the percent and a half and more that we were looking at from the quarter before it. So if we go from 0.9 down to next quarter, 0.3 down or something, we'll at the very least show some progress in coming out of it. But still, a three-quarter long recession going to be kind of hard for even an incumbent Democrat to say this isn't really a recession, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, it will be. That's for sure. <laughs> I love the redefinition of terms. You and I have been having fun with that. Earnings season continues. We had some big pharma yesterday when Moderna and uh, CVS both reported. Uh, we got some big pharma to start today out as well. Eli Lilly reported their quarter, didn't they? They did. They came out and they missed on uh, their, yep, they missed on their estimates uh, and they came out and cut their full year forecast. Um, so not good for them. They've been impacted by the lowering of the price of insulin, which is good for everybody out there. Not good for Eli Lilly, uh, but, uh, but definitely good for the people. Uh, they're trading down this morning about 2.1%. Yeah, they're, pre they're pretty high on my big loser list this morning. I was wondering what was causing that because Lily's one of the more stable big pharma companies out there. Yeah, yeah. And so that's one of those things that's uh, that's that's kicking them right now. And then uh, Cigna, uh, the mm -hmm. insurance company, they reported uh, they had better than expected profit and revenue for the second quarter. They even raised their full year forecast. Um, they've been able to lower cost, and uh, which is which is helping them. And so they are. Uh, figure out where they went here there they are they're up 3.8 percent this morning they're paying less for insulin so <laughs> that, that's right exactly so yep. they're benefiting from that type of stuff now we did have a couple of restaurants report uh mm -hmm. restaurant brands which is the parent company of popeyes tim hortons burger king those guys uh, they beat uh on the bottom line uh for this last quarter and they've raised their expectations uh for this next quarter so so some good news uh, for them, they're 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 up they're up four and a half percent this morning, Dave. They're they're getting up there. Cool. And then we have Shake Shack. Aren't they out? Aren't they owned out of Canada? They are. They are out of okay. Canada. Okay. That was why I didn't have them my S and P five hundred list because that's big enough to show that, up on the big winner list, and they weren't there. They, they would. So then we had Shake Shack. Um, now they uh, didn't didn't quite do as well. Um, they did avoid the expected loss that they were expected to have. They actually broke even for the quarter, which was good, but the revenue missed as well. So um, that's putting some pressure on them this morning. Down, this one's a pretty big one, down 10.7%. Ouch. Yeah. That kind of yeah. hurt. Don't miss your numbers, man. Um Booking Holdings, the travel company. Uh, oh, yeah. They, that's, uh, that's, yes, Priceline, Priceline.com. Yep, okay. They uh, better than expected quarterly profits, but revenue missed uh, on their forecast. And they're, uh, they said that the difficulties in fly, flight cancellations and some of that stuff has um, cut into uh, to their quarterly profits this last, uh, last quarter. They're down almost 3%. Let's remember that's an expensive stock. Not you and I are just going to go out and buy shares. It's nineteen hundred and nine dollars a share. Ooh, I got twenty yeah. bucks in my pocket. Maybe we can chip in. <laughs> uh, hey, let's go to Alibaba. We've talked about them before. Alibaba is uh, China's 
uh, kind of version of Amazon, right? There's an e-commerce giant over mm-hmm. there. They, the uh, things they, I see on their Facebook, on their on their website that comes up over here, they tend to sell in a great degree of quantity too. So they're cruising for uh, wholesale quantities over here. But yeah, that's, that's true over here. And so they expected uh, better. They got better than expected quarterly results. Um, revenue was flat, and that they said that was the first time ever that they've had flat revenue. Um, obviously, it's because of all the COVID nineteen lockdowns over in China that has not helped mm-hmm. them at all. But they're they're trading up six point eight percent this morning. Well, that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, I is, would imagine that trying to do business on a consumer basis in China when you don't know if a city of twenty million people is going to get shut down tomorrow that's kind of kind of makes guidance a hard thing to issue, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, we've had GM report, we've had Ford's some of their numbers come in. Toyota reported, um, and they uh, they they had a forty two percent drop in profit from a year ago. I thought that was kind of interesting. Supply hmm. chain, obviously, rising costs, all that's hurting them. They're down 3.6% this morning. Ouch. Japanese yeah. exchanges aren't doing any better then. Uh, resetting the table here for uh, the uh, day from yesterday. Once again, it was a big up day on Wall Street yesterday. The Dow was up by better than a percent and a quarter. NASDAQ up by over 2.5%. And the S&P was up by over a percent and a half, too. Can we keep the green ink going this morning? How are we doing 45 minutes early? It's looking pretty good, Dave. Um, on the that front, we've got the Dow up about a tenth of a percent, $35. Uh, the NASDAQ, I'm sorry, the S&P 500 is up a quarter of a percent, and the NASDAQ 100 is up about a third of a percent. So, uh, so looking good. It's kind of interesting because those are trading up as well as the VIX is trading up this morning. So um, everything's green on that side of the fence. Looking at commodities, though, we got uh, silver up another one and a half percent, a little over twenty to twenty dollars and twenty cents a an ounce. Gold's making a nice little bump this morning, up one point, almost one point four percent, right at eighteen hundred dollars an ounce. And crude oil, Dave, it's taking a it's taking a bath. Um, it's actually when I first looked at it this morning, it was under ninety one. It's bounced a little bit above that up almost a half a percent from yesterday's close at $91 and six cents a barrel. That can continue any time it wants to. Now under 90, nice that's to really see good it. to me. Exactly. I was saying it'd be nice yeah. if we could see it under 90. Oh yeah. Brent crude is even down around 96 and a half, which generally is the premium price stuff from over across the pond. So let's uh, keep continuing on that. Overseas markets, everything was positive, as goes the United States. So goes the rest of the world as far as equity markets are concerned. Asian rim markets all up. So are the British, uh, French, and German markets over in Europe halfway through their day. So let's see if we can't cheer them on a little more. Philip, uh, like you said, even when we had a good day yesterday, the volatility index went up yesterday. What goes up sometimes comes down, and the VIX kind of gives us the measure of the risk of that. That ain't a number you really want to see high when it affects your retirement. How do I find you to make me not care as much about that? Devin, give us a call at 863-382-0037. Hey, schedule the core retirement design. That's where we help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. And then catch us this weekend. For the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 and 95.3 FM. And you and me together again tomorrow morning about the same time on light. Philip, thank you so much. I'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. Appreciate you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope you're getting through this first week of August. If you got kids, I know you're probably getting back, trying to get the final things done before back to school. Thanks again for joining us. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.